Welcome to episode 94 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, good sir. And you're just going to leave it at that? Yeah, huh? I'm just going to leave it at that. Well, I, I was trying to think of not as good as some, but I'm doing pretty good again this week. I, right. I, plus, I wanted to leave all the listeners just hanging for a minute. like. Yeah, and you threw me, threw me a curveball, too. And we How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing wonderful. All right, good. More on that in the second segment, though. Um, let's get right started. I, I don't know when the last time we had Austin Brothers, but we've got Mercules, again, from their Murky series. Uh, 8.3 ADIBUs. Eight zero. Yeah. You yes. said ADIBUs. Um, okay. And the listeners, I want, I want the listeners don't believe when I piss and moan and cry about my fantasy teams, but as you watch this play, Dave, Adams is mine, and oh. for some reason, fucking Randall Cobb jumps up and thinks, Ah, I scored two touchdowns. Every ball's for me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a first down on fourth and four, and Randall Cobb fucked it up. See, the whole world is against my fantasy team. That's unbelievable. I'm sure they are. Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> Go for it on fourth down and then throw into my guy, and Randall Cobb has to play the spoiler. Anyway, 8.3 right. ADIBUs. Um, Austin Brothers, always one of our favorites. Yeah, for sure. Let's see if they come through again. Definitely part of the murky series on the poor. Yes. Apologize to the listeners out there if I'm a little raspy, but Swan Valley, purple, third and fourth grade team, big, tough win. Got off got off the schneid after a loss in week three, improved to three and one with an eight to six victory over the uh, Saginaw Sugar Beats team. I think team one, maybe team two, who cares? We won. Um, <laughs> eight nothing. Minute to go in the game. We lost contain number eight, the guy that I said we had to stop, which we did a very good job of stopping until that last 65 yards. So a minute to go in the game. It's 8-6. They go out for two. Nobody wants to tie. No. You know. No. And my defense, you know, bowed its neck, if you will. They ran a horrible play with it right up the middle. It was kind of an easy stuff, but we snuffed it out, recovered the onside kick. Three and one on to Frankenmuth next week. Nice, but that's why because you were yelling quite a bit. Yeah, that's why oh, you're yeah, a yep, raspy. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, but yeah, so that's why the, the voice is a little off. But anyway, enough of that. Let's uh, taste Mercules from Austin Brothers. Got grapefruit on the note. Double double New England, right? Yep. Uh, grapefruit on the the palate. And then your IPA flavor on the finish. Yep. Nice. Yeah, good. There's very few Austin Brothers that I have disliked. Correct. Yeah. I mean, maybe and we're biased because we brew, we interviewed one of their brewers, so maybe we're a little biased. But it is good beer. No, right? it is. It is. And it, the thing that's amazing, too, is, you know, they make so many. How many do they have in the Murky series that we've done? Uh, there's a lot. We've done a dozen yeah. on yeah. the pod, I think, at yes. least somewhere in that neighborhood out of the 94 episodes. But um, I, I, I don't know. We'd have to look and see how many they've gotten in that series alone. Um. Well, I'm going to hold keep the listeners in suspense. I'm going to keep sports to segment two because who knows what will go happen because i got a lot to say in sports. So, But a big, big week at you know at the Peters household, the North, the North Studio, if you will. 
for uh, television viewing. I'm going to tell you right, right off the start, um, as we record this, it's what, about 7 o'clock? Yep, 7 so, twelve. But I, who's counting? I think two, two or three hours, the season five finale of Billions. Oh, wow. All right. Takes place. And I, I'm actually a little more nervous than I was for the Bears Lions and the Red Sox <laughs> game today, which, again, that's segment two, so I won't get into that now. But right. I tell you. Bob, you know the axe man, Bobby Axrod. He's got crosshairs from every direction coming at him in this, and, and I'm a nervous wreck because even I, the Girl Scouts on the corner yeah, everybody, selling cookies. Yeah, everybody's yeah. got the, you know, it's like you know, like Steve Martin's the jerk when you know the, the guy's shooting at him and he's <laughs> hitting the oil can and he's like, it's, somebody doesn't like these oil cans, um, and that's that's Bobby Axelrod right now going into the season finale, and I'm a nervous wreck because now, all right, so it's October. This is finally the end of season five because of COVID. Let's say everything is somewhat back to normal. Right. I'm guessing season six doesn't start till what April May. Oh yeah, bad probably yeah something right. like that. Yep. So I got uh, so I'm I'm a nervous wreck with billions. Are you a nervous wreck because of your your wags uh, nightmare? No, I'm just a nervous wreck because of my man Bobby. No, oh. I no Bobby act wags. No spoiler alert here. Wags is um probably the only one without crosshairs okay. on Bobby. All right. But at least yet. I mean, who knows what the, the, the right. last episode will do. So, um, but yeah, what a beautiful series that is. You you know, you gotta watch it if you haven't. Um, American Horror Story, Liz and I have not yet watched the first episode of the second part, which came out last Wednesday. We were busy the last few days. And the reason we were busy was because Strongly recommend it. Little bit of a time investment because it's seven episodes, about an hour an episode. Uh, new new release on Netflix. It's called Midnight Mass, and it stars Harish Linklater. Heard of it, him? If any of the only one I remembered him from was The New Adventures of Old Christine, which is a Julia Louise Dreyfus, Paul Seinfeld sitcom. Yep, and he played her brother. And he's a pastor on Crockett Island, which is a, an island with 120, a population of 127. Pastor, priest, are they the same or no? Uh, depends on the Okay, he's a, he's a, yeah. priest, he's a yeah. priest because it's okay. a Catholic church. Yep. And it's, like, it's almost like um, religion meets... Sex? Buff, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, minus the vampires. There are no vampires in this, but, you know, good versus evil. You you know, you struggle with your this, that, or the other thing on it. But if nothing else, if you're a churchgoer, if you've ever been to any kind of church, I strongly recommend you watch Midnight Mass just because I want you to answer the question, would Harnish Linklater... L-I-N-K-L-A-T-E-R, link ladder, link later. I guess it's spelled link later, but that seems weird. But anyway, I would love him to be my pastor. Pasture, pasture, pastor, pastor, priest. Priest. Yeah, priest. Priest, priest is easy. Yeah, because pasture is <laughs> you know, you're grazing in the field. Yeah, right. No, um, pastor. Yeah, pastor. Or But he's a priest in this. He's actually a Catholic Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. So, I'm just trying to help so, you say it right. Um. You know, his homilies are fantastic. Okay. And 
I would definitely go to church every week if he was the priest. Because, I mean, I'm surprised he's an actor and not a priest because he's phenomenal in his homilies. So for those of us that haven't seen it, Right now, I'm just picturing a bunch of the 127 people on this island going to church every day, and they cut from scene to scene, and maybe they, you know, they they, they come out of mass and like, did you get that? I have no idea what he just said. Um, but it, just about, but with a little action and a little almost intrigue, and it's again, it's good versus evil. Um, but what's the good and the evil? I'm just seeing I can't people give that going out. To, I can't oh. give that out because otherwise it would be like, well, fuck, All Mike right. told me what happened, so fuck, why do I watch? All right, okay. But the, you but got the a little people... bat in the cave in the right nostril, David's not driving okay, me nuts. You know what? We're lucky this we're is not a video. On, we're not on we're, YouTube. But it's, driving me, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, because now, look, this is practice for YouTube because when, if you're on YouTube, we're going to lose a lot of viewers because everybody's like, look at that thing. And they no, they're know. not. They're going to be texting all their friends. It's going to be going around the country. So anyway, but yeah, so Midnight Mass on Netflix. Very good. Uh, one season, seven episodes, uh, hour an episode. Very good. And lastly, I see it was on Hulu. But I see Netflix must have purchased the rights to Seinfeld because that is now on Seinfeld. So no. Liz and I ripped through season one, and, and what a what an easy watch and just you know almost like memory lane. Right. That's, you know what a good series that was. Even though uh, season one was a little bit dicey, it wasn't all that great. A forced yeah. and yeah, I so, got you. But anyway, and then other than sports, which again we'll go to. In segment two, that's what we've been watching here at the North Studios. Yeah, I didn't watch anything, nothing, nada, zip, zilch. Um, had a and, and I can I don't know if I wait a second, Dave. wait, wait, Dave. Yeah, let the listeners get back on on the road. Yeah, because I'm sure they're stunned that you didn't watch anything. All right, now they're back on the road. Yeah. They, I think they veered off the road when you said you didn't watch anything. And, well, as soon as they hit the rumble strip, they knew to jerk the car back towards the center, unless it was the center rumble strip. But, uh, no, uh, it was up north uh, family weekend at Michigan Tech University. You left there Thursday night. Yep. And you had Sunday after the pod, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So there's there, there was actually three days you could watch something. But, hey, you know, tomato, tomato, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, but I, those, I got to work. It, it is the life I lead, Mike. School's out at 10 to 3, isn't it? And then you got hour of grading and hour, you know, that takes you to 6. I fucking coach a juggernaut fucking third, fourth grade football team, and I'm not even home till seven. I'm not going to go uh, into, you're making I'm, not, I'm not justifying to you when I do you're my made, schoolwork. You're and, letting the listeners down, your 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 lackluster performance, you're letting the listeners down. They value um, Yellowstone, a.k.a. Dances <laughs> with Wolves. <laughs> Maybe that's why I haven't said anything, because I don't want to make an ass out of myself. So you're even behind on... Um, Yes. Your yep. Aussie English show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Ted um, Lasso, is that still, how many is that? Is that I'm what? behind one. I didn't, and, I didn't see But that's that not over with yet. That's still. In, that's, that's still going. Okay. Season two is still going with that. Yep. And C, no, I didn't see that this week. So I have a, a two, two uh, episode binge on both of those to, to oh. get out of the way. But that probably won't happen until next Friday. So, you know, I'm a busy man, Mike. Apparently so. If we're already looking, if we've already fast forwarded the calendar five days. <laughs> but uh, no, but uh, the time we had up at Houghton. I mean, I think they, 
I think Michigan Tech goes out of their way to make sure that the kids and when people come up like a family weekend or something like that, they pull out all the stops. They're just they know people are coming from so far away. I think the out of any of the kids that I know up there, any of the people that I met, the closest is three hours. Um, there may be a kid or two that grew up in the area that probably gets into Michigan Tech, but um, I haven't met any yet. And um, but yeah, we uh, we got up there th- uh, Friday. Well. We got up there Friday. Uh, we left here Thursday night. That's how it's an eight-hour drive from Saginaw. But they did um, Friday night where the cardboard boat races. They have the kids try to engineer. The only thing they can use is uh, cardboard, uh, duct tape, and caulk on the seams. So they have uh, in the Portage River there. They have uh, some races around a buoy. Uh, you could tell the upperclassmen from the lowerclassmen. You know the first years or second years. Um, they try to hop in their, uh, in their cardboard canoes and they just, they fold up right like a flower. Just, they don't get any, you know, they're just a bunch of kids sitting in this cardboard mess with a bunch of paddles. Uh, and then the seniors, I, uh, my daughter told me that some of them on black Friday, because they can get duct tape for 50% off, they buy about $300 worth of duct tape. And so they're literally the, some of the boats there's, you can't see any cardboard cause it's got 50 pounds worth of duct tape on it. Oh, all right. But anyway, that was pretty cool. And then the Saturday was a three-person scramble. Uh, we did pretty well. Two over par. Had uh, four bogeys and two birdies uh, for the three of us. So McKenna, Shelley, and I. That was really cool. But that that took us halfway. We were going to go see the football game. You know, we got uh, Emmett, Rory, um, Alex Freeze, and Ethan Champney playing for the Huskies. So I did get there with about four minutes to go before half. Uh, watch that four minutes and then watch the third quarter. And then um, Maxim McKenna's birthday was last week. So we had her friends. Uh, we had to go back to the place that we were staying and get ready for the birthday bonfire because a bunch of them came back. Uh, we had a Airbnb that Shelly found. Thanks, Don uh, Horton. Don Horton's place on uh, Lakeshore Drive. Uh, just... Uh, West of Calumet, uh, right on Lake Superior. Very cool to have the bonfire and listen to the waves crash up on the on the beach. Uh, that was pretty sweet. And then um, I got to tell you, though, out of McKenna's friends, I want to give a shout-out to Shelby, Taylor, Kyla, Will, Seth, Mason, Kevin, and I think our loyal listener, Joe. Joe was talking about the pod unsolicited. I didn't bring it up. But something jarred his mind. He said, hey, just like on the pod, and just started rattling off. So, Joe, thanks for being a, a loyal listener, I think. I know he's, Thanks, Joe. I, I think he said he listened to the last couple pods. So, we've got some people in the UP. All right, perfect. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. two over parts. So, where did you finish in the scramble? Or was the- so, it was the fifth best score, but there was a bunch of people tied at 37. Uh, we were 38. I think there was six teams below us. They were giving out prizes and stuff to four. So it was all teams were mother, father. They had to have at least one student in there. That was the... Well, it, well yeah, obviously. But it wasn't necessarily mother, father. It didn't have to be. They they kind of recommended that. Well, that's what it should be if it's parents' weekend. So, I mean, like, why would right. uh, McKenna be able to golf with uh, Bryson DeChambeau have, and Tiger Woods? But it's family weekend I mean, slash homecoming, so... You you could have had three students. Yeah, that's bullshit. I, I protest. If especially if the three students won the tournament, then they right. should get an asterisk by their title. 
Okay. Um, Maybe. I didn't have any problem. And the only other thing I'll bring up, because I think in episode, episode 93, no, 92, I brought up the ridiculous passing lane scenario. You know, when you're driving for eight hours, you get a chance, especially through the UP and coming back, um, especially through the UP, all the passing lanes, right? Yep. I just think it's, I, I was prepared this time. I, I, I didn't road rage. I didn't do anything like that. But I think it's, I'm going to term it. This is another term that I'm going to hopefully get credit for someday. Passing lane Pavlovian reaction. Because I had, I was back. The traffic was not heavy. We left at 6.30 this morning. Uh, it, it didn't get heavy actually until we got almost to Claire. But I was still in the UP, getting close to the bridge. It was me. There was a car probably five, 600 feet up in front of me. I didn't have any reason to tailgate or even get close. And there was another van, another thousand feet in front of that, in front of that car. We get to the passing lane and those two vehicles in front of me sped up by like 15 miles an hour. Like they were gone. Why? I just don't, I don't understand Drives me nuts. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Any of you that have done some driving, you know what I'm talking about. You're shaking your head. Well, that's inevitable, though, because you, you see it on uh, M13 coming out of Bay City where it's a two-lane road, one way north, one way south, and you're behind a car. But even even if you have no intention of passing that car, because, you know, let's say my cruise is set on 58 and I don't have to brake... Right. You know, so that car's at least going 58. Right. But as soon as you get just north of the, the Z Bridge, there comes a second lane. Yeah. So then now I turn my cruise off 58 and set it to 61, thinking, all right, well, now that that person's moved over to the right, I'll pass this person because I want to go 61 in a 55. But like you said, inevitably that person now goes faster with two lanes. So it's like, why are you going faster with two lanes than you did with right. the one lane? Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's right. Pavlov. You know, it's just like it's oh, oh, oh. Everybody's gonna go fast, so I better go fast too. Even though I was going below the speed limit, you know, for the last 25 miles. Whatever. I'm done. I know. You know. Now that you brought up the driving, so before we became so Facebook savvy. Uh, so this was probably episode what episode sixty five maybe I brought up the bumper sticker. Oh yeah, you know, the, um, I, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, what was the bumper sticker that I brought up? Uh, <laughs> I remember you bringing it, it up. I don't hip, remember something that. about something about a hippie or something. I'll, I'll think of it in a, a second here, but Liz probably knows it. The other one I don't understand. It's just so dumb that okay, you know I'll support even though sports aren't important to everybody. I support your Minnesota Twins sticker sure i support your houston Rockets sticker for sure i get it you know what um i get i'll even give you i'm a proud parent of a martin luther king high school honor roll student all right cool you're proud of your son get it i'll give you daughter or, or daughter yes i'll give you the um what are some of the other ones that are like kind of head scratchers but not, but I'll give them to you. It's like, you know, um, uh, Joe Schmo, rest in peace. And it gives, you know, the birth date and the death date. Okay, you know, a little tribute to that person means something special. I get it. I no, no issues there. But, like, the other one that just drove me nuts, I wanted to just, like, rear end the, the vehicle. But I've got a lease that's coming up in two months, <laughs> and I didn't even want to mess with it. 
In the, the back window, we got, and okay, so uh, the back window of the car in front of me, lower right side of the window, we got the acronym HOMES for Huron, Ontario, Michigan, Erie, Superior. Okay. Now, who in the fuck are you paying homage to? Like, okay, yeah, we all live in Michigan. Yeah, we get it. There's there's water all around us. Yeah, I get it. You're going to put that on the fucking back of your window. Why? Save like, the Great Lakes, Mike. It didn't even say it. It was just, it just wanted, I think they wanted to put an acronym on their fucking, because it was, it was H-O-M-E-S, top to bottom. All right. And it's like, does the state of Michigan really, I mean, like I say, even the death, hey, you know, John Doe, born 1101. Died one one oh one hundred years old, yo. Right. Maybe depending on your belief system, maybe that maybe John Doe's looking down. Say, God damn her, Dave. Thanks for remembering me. I love you, buddy. And everybody's happy. I get it. Right. And I okay. Even if you know, I you know, even the red the religious one, like you know, you know, all hail Allah. Um, Jesus is my co-pilot. Uh, uh, Buddha's my bu- my buddy. I get all you know. Don't even I can even talk. I can even talk you through it. And it's like so. You're, you're saying if it would have said Great Lakes Rock or We Love the Great Lakes, it, it would have maybe been okay. But it was just the acronym. No, 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 no. Because that's even you know, like I said. That's the the Great Lakes. Who gives a fuck? It's a lake. It's not a thing. That's what I said. Like if you're rocking, I got you. If you're rocking in the rear, the rear yeah. window, yeah. Buddha is my buddy. Yeah. Okay, I get. It, you're a Buddhist. So okay. you're saying Rock on. you're saying no no given props to inanimate objects. Perfect. Okay, got it. Now I don't know, and you might say, well, what if you know the the Green Bay Packers are an inanimate not? Well, no, they're not really because there's human beings performing yeah, for you. somebody else. So yeah. yes, perfect analogy. Yeah. I like that, Dave. Okay. Speaking of good, this is this that, is your favorite. Yeah, I remember yeah, last Halloween yeah, you were talking I, about that, this. That's what's great about <laughs> October. We see this the Geico commercial. Why don't we just get in a running car? <laughs> no, let's go behind the chainsaw. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Because, you know, when you're in horror movies, you make dumb decisions. Right. All right. Well, anyway, this this uh, this segment would have went a little longer, but one of us didn't watch anything. So <laughs> uh, what do we say we rate Mercules? Let's do it. You're up. All right. Let's see. One more taste here. Definite grapefruit on the note. On the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grapefruit on the palate. The finish is a little bit, I don't want to say bitter. I almost want to say alcoholish. Really? You know, almost like a little bit of extra uh-huh. alcohol on the finish. Okay. So that's what's going to keep me out of the four range. I would like a little more. Smoother yeah. transition on from the palate to the finish. Yep, I'll go three seven five. All right. Um, I I was a I I had you. I was right with you all the way until the finish. Uh, for me and my palate, that's where I I actually think it's just it's smooth all the way to the end. Um, it does have, and I almost you know you were trying to describe it. I was almost going to interrupt you and say maybe a little piney but i think that's the murky part of it right at the end there so um right, and that, actually I, actually i think your description of piney is perfect because that's the finish is almost 
almost a little gin tasting. And I, I know they didn't put any gin in right, this right, beer. Right, right. But, like, if you're do, uh, drinking a tangerine and tonic, on the finish, that's the taste I'm getting. And gin is almost like pine needles. Okay. Especially if it's bad gin. Not that tangerine is bad gin. but um, So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Just, yeah. But I, I th- on the first couple pulls, I was I got that more than anything. And now that I'm, you know, down at the bottom, uh, you know, the last half of it was very smooth. I enjoyed it a lot. I was going three, eight, five. All right. So essentially we're the same. Yep. You had to one-up me for your lack of television viewing, so you wanted to re- up my rating. Um, you got me. All right. Well, let's see. I wonder, uh, Austin Brothers typically doesn't have, it's, you know, obviously Alpena, Michigan is not a huge market beer company, but all right. Well, this is because we've had some Austin brothers that are in the like hundreds. This is 1.1, you know, 1.1 thousand. So 1100, um, tastings. Right. And uh, we're in the neighborhood. Those 1100 liked it slightly better than we do. And they came in at a four zero two. Okay. And again, it had the grapefruit been on the finish a little stronger. I probably would have been closer to a four myself, so I'm not mad at those 1,100 people, Dave. Hell no. They're entitled to their opinion. Yeah, just like we are. Yes, we are, Dave. Oh. Um, second tasting. Hey, it's October, which means... Oktoberfest. Yeah, and I do have a couple Oktoberfests in the uh, fridge out at the North Studio, and maybe we'll do another Oktoberfest edition, who knows, but... To get us in the mood, second tasting here is a fall fest, a pumpkin marzen from Middle Coast Brewing mm. Company in Traverse City, Traverse Michigan. Traverse City, Michigan. So we went from Alpena to Traverse City, City with our first two tastings. And what the folks are saying, God dang it, I know they've had a marzen on their pod before, but God, fuck, what is a marzen in? But you should ask. A beer rich in malt with a balance of clean, hot bitterness, similar to the Vienna Lager. Toasted bread or biscuit-like malt aroma and flavor is to be expected. Originating in Germany, this style was traditionally brewed in the spring, Marzen meaning March, and aged or lagered throughout the summer. Nice. And here we are in October, ready to drink a little fall fest. Pumpkin Marzen. You're going out of your Deschutes glass. I'm going out of the rusted spoke. Comes in, you know, uh, not real eye-popping numbers, but a nice little break from our uh, 8.3 and then our finisher. Even has a little orange yep, well, haze it to looks it. Like, you know, this says, this screams October and pumpkin. But uh, 5.5. Zero IBUs. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, oh man. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, that's, my God. That, the notes are fall, <laughs> fall, oh. fall. Wow. Cinnamon, oh. pumpkin. It smells so good, I don't even know if I want to drink it because I might be disappointed because the smell is fantastic. Wow. Different. Yeah, taste on the other hand, you know. A little too much on the cinnamon, I think. Yeah, it, and it's it it is really it's almost like you're carving a pumpkin. You got all the guts and brains or whatever you want to call it, and you kind of like maybe like accidentally it, wipe it, it yeah, on your face. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, let's. I'm. I'm gonna wait because we just got done with that. Smelled great. Doesn't taste so great. You know, but, I, I knew but that. But listen, girl. We, this is two, and we do this on purpose. This is two distinct tastes. So we had a New England IPA, we're very fruity, like you said, like grapefruit. Um, it's a, you know, and that Austin Brothers was a double New England IPA. So with the, with the, uh, I, I'm actually thinking we should have had something to cleanse the palate here, like a couple crackers or oh, something yeah. like that, because I, I think that's having an effect. I'm going to wait till halfway down before I give this any other. So what she said. <laughs> before I give this any, any other thought. So all right, um, oh the Brady commercials, you, it, you're gonna see that the whole uh, freaking game. Well, yeah, because uh, the the Bucks and the uh, Patriots. By the way, folks, yours truly, Tampa Bay is laying six and a half. I went with the alternate spread, took Tampa Bay, laid nine and a half. Game is yet to kick off. Now, quick question for you. Yeah. Sock it to me. You're you're going to have to be with one of them. What? Who, who are you? Who are you <laughs> come, taking? Come on. Who are you taking? Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? What to prom? <laughs> well, and then the, the after prom, if you know what I mean. I'm not answering this question. Why not? Don't be a pussy. Answer the question. <laughs> Just answer the question, Claire. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm I, taking Aaron Rodgers to take something. Aaron Rodgers. To, to take I wasn't some, think, was that part of the question? I thought you said Gronk or Brady. If I said Gronk, I misspoke. You were seeing Gronk. I said Brady and Rodgers. Oh. If I said Gronk, I misspoke. You're I'm gonna, going Brady or Rodgers. Oh, you're going to go with Rodgers because you know you're going to get drunk, and so is he. That's fair enough. But actually, <laughs> Brady is too pretty. I would almost feel demasculated with Brady is too pretty. Rodgers is a man's man. Uh, probably, honestly, probably. I mean, I, I okay, I, I would go with Rodgers on a different only because it seems like on the onset probably have more fun. Yeah, you probably. Yeah, because Tom would probably, you know, you might have one spritzer. He'd probably make me eat some avocados. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that, though. Nick eats avocado toast all the time. Yeah, but I'm just, I don't want to eat that many avocados. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You know, Aaron Rodgers would be way more fun. So, <laughs> anyway. Not that there's anything wrong with that, going back to our Seinfeld reference. Correct. All right. Um,. This time of year, folks, I know I know some of the listeners love the mics twirl around the world of sports in five minutes or less. This time of year, it just isn't possible. You can't get around that sports world in five minutes or less. So this is too much good stuff. We've just devoted a whole fucking segment to it. And like our loyal listener, Caleb Glant, said, hey, those that don't like... And actually, I've been meaning to tell you this, Dave, because you're the producer and editor, and like I told Caleb, I'm usually too fucked up to think about it at right. the end, but like Caleb said, we should timestamp the sports talk, and then those little crybaby pussies that don't like the sports talk can kind of like just, whoop, you know, because we still get credit for the listen even if they fast forward through segment two. Yeah. So excellent, uh, excellent uh, suggestion, Caleb. If hopefully Dave is uh, smart enough to figure it out, and we can start timestamping our sports talk. But we're, anyway, we're at six twenty into the into the second segment. All right, yeah, so we can we'll have to do the math. And well, you'd have by to the do end the of, math, right? Yeah, by the end of the by the end of the pot, I'm in no shape to do math. So, <laughs> um, anyway, says the math guy. Let's start in the major leagues. 
Wow, what a day. And, you know, I'm going to, if we're on YouTube, the listeners would see me tipping the cap. Listeners and viewers would see me tipping the cap to Major League Baseball because a lot was at stake today, and every game started at 3 or 3-10. Giants and Dodgers. Dodgers needed to win. Giants needed to lose. That would have forced a playoff tomorrow to see who was the division winner or the wild card. Both teams won. The Giants are the division winner. The Dodgers go into the wild card game against the Cardinals, who did get their 17-game win streak snapped. It was snapped at 16 or snapped at 17. They won a bunch of games in a row, got in the wild card. They're going to be without Kershaw. And then Max Muncy also got hurt today on a play at first. So I like the Cardinals, actually, to beat the Dodgers. But, you know, so bet the other way, folks. And then in the American League. You know, the division winners were set, and there were four teams in contention. The Red Sox in, the Red Sox going into today were theoretically, not theoretically, the Red Sox were the one-seed wild card. The Yankees were the two-seed wild card. The Blue Jays were a game out, and the Mariners were a game out. Mariners got beat by the Angels. They're gone. Blue Jays hammered the Orioles, so they, they need... Either the Yankees or the Red Sox to lose to force a playoff to get to the wild card game. Yankees were nothing, nothing in the bottom of the ninth, and the Red Sox were down five to one. And here's my take on both these games. Okay, I get the I get Tampa Bay has clinch. They they don't give a frog's fat ass who they play. They want to play, but anyway, here is something that is baffling to me and if any of you baseball fans Nick Connors if you're listening you manage a baseball team Caleb I know you've helped Nick at the Fishman 8 you're a big baseball fan bottom of the ninth Tampa Bay at New York zero to zero man on first Rizzo hits one guy on first goes to third Rizzo takes second on the throw. There's runners on second and third, one out. You got your closer in the game, 0-0, bottom of the ninth, and Aaron Judge is up to, up to bat. On what fucking universe does Aaron Judge not get intentionally walked? Right. <laughs> because that force, they pitched to him, and he did well pitching against him and got a weak grounder to second. But if you pitch to him... And Stanton hits that weak grounder. They get the force at the, the plate because the catcher stretches out, catches the ball, runners out. Right. Second, third, you got to tag the guy. Right. Judge hits a weak roller to second, throw to the plate, offline, Yankees win one nothing. Why? Second, third, one out, 0-0. Zero, zero. Hey, the best the Red Sox could have done was host the playoff game. And spoiler alert, the Red Sox got what they got, because I, but I haven't got to the Red Sox game yet. But my point is, oh yeah. I, I, but my I point is, it. second, third, one out. Righty, Aaron judges up. You fucking walk him. Yeah. So it's a force on any base. Exactly, and you know, and you're coming home to stop the game, force out, of, and then you. So for them to pitch to Aaron Judge was a, actually the only, in my opinion, smear on. October 3rd for Major League Baseball. What a great day. They lined it all up, had a lot on the line. You know, you know, as we started the recording here, Dave, 
Uh, there were thousands of people at the Sky Dome watching the Red Sox Nationals game right. because if the Red Sox would have lost, Toronto and the Red Sox would have played tomorrow for the right to play the Yankees, whatever, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So, okay. And the Red Sox got their best case scenario result. So that's why I'm not suicidal. But it's just stupid. Second, third, one out, you fucking walk that hitter to set up a you know a force at home. Right. It's a no fucking brainer. I don't give a you know. So anyway, so. So then there'll be the pondiffs tomorrow that'll be doing the second guessing and the conspiracy theories and the, all that kind of bullshit. Right. Well, yeah, the, the Toronto would be the conspiracy theorist because obviously right. T- Tampa Bay didn't give a rat's ass. They're, right, they're, right, right. they're the winner of the division. Yep. And they probably didn't want to go at extra innings to tax their <laughs> pitching staff and whatnot. So. Right, right. All right. Anyway, the Red Sox, they're, you know, they're down five to two. Chris, and here's what I don't understand. The listeners know I'm an Alex Cora fan. I, I, you know, from, Actually, you said you pray to the altar of Cora. I do, yeah. and I still do. And, and I still say it was a front office that bent him over that altar and shoved it right in there. You know, no lube, sandpaper finish. There you go, Joe. <laughs> so, um, But from day one till the All-Star break, Alex Cora worked his magic. Front office fucked him over. And then he, they get to the today, and they're going with Chris Sale. Now, they've treated Chris Sale with kid gloves. Um, he missed all of last year, most of last year, or whatever it was, right. because of Tommy John surgery. He didn't start pitching till June. He only had like two or three minor league starts, and then they brought him to the big league club. And you know, he basically stayed in the minors while he was with the big league because he he pitched against Baltimore, uh, Washington today, Texas, um, and some other real shitty team. But hey, so all right, so it worked. So they they saved for today and. It, you know, almost a must win. I mean, I don't. I'm, I'll have to look back to see if the Red Sox were actually in going into the day, but that's neither here nor there. He strikes out the first seven fucking guys he fin- faces, ends up going two and a third inning. That's the seven outs, and then he must have had a couple guys on, and then the relievers gave up the runs because he gave, he was charged with two earned runs, sixty-two pitches. Red Sox fall behind five-two, come back and win on a on a smash fucking homer. By uh, a Devers second of the game, thirty eighth of his the, the season. So anyway, tomorrow Red Sox host the Yankees in the wild card game, and you know what? Yours truly has got to save his television and everything. <laughs> and From it's getting broken. It's Cole versus Avaldi, and I'm going to. I mean, unless the. I mean, if Cole is like a. $3 favorite, then that's just bad. That's a bad bet. I'm not going to bet that. But Yankees at Red Sox, the reason the Red Sox are hosting this game is because the Red Sox won 10 of the 19 meetings. All of those were early because recently the Yankees have dominated. Right. But it's, and I'm just going to hedge my bet and save my TV and, you know, assure myself of not jumping off the roof head first. <laughs> And um, That's actually so not funny. so Tuesday, Red Sox at Yankees. Uh, Yankees at Red yeah. Sox. Cole versus Nathan Ivaldi. So, I think what uh, you're trying to say is you're gonna you're gonna bet the Yankees. Yep, I'm gonna, I wish mean, hoping the Red Sox oh, yeah, win. Which yeah. more on that in a second. And that'll save your TV. So anyway, you're our college guy. All right, 
I need a drink because of my ramblings on the MLB. But hey, cheers to the MLB for what a wonderful last day of the season, even though I still watch the NFL over the Major League Baseball at the start. Right. So just the, the big story with uh, college football, if you didn't get a chance to see it, um, a lot of top 25 teams going down. Uh, okay, so really, surpri- I was kind of surprised Michigan beat up on Wisconsin as badly as they did. I thought it was going to be a better game. You know, it was kind of a 50-50 in my, in my head. But uh, Michigan beat them up 38-17. Some of the teams that did get beat in the top 25 now, Notre Dame uh, got manhandled by Cincinnati, but Cincinnati was actually ranked a little bit higher than Notre Dame. Uh, Cincinnati at 7, Notre Dame at 9. then stuns uh, me that Cincinnati's number 7, but obviously they're legit. Well, they've been the real deal the last couple of years, actually. Some would argue they were snubbed out of the playoffs last year. Right, exactly. Uh, so they got a statement to make this year. Um, <clears throat> so Oregon, right? Yep. Number three. I think they got that number three ranking because of how badass their football stadium and their their uniforms. Their uniforms are, yeah. Um, they got beat by Stanford. Stanford, seriously. Yep. The Cardinal. Um, and then um, uh, o- uh, OU, Oklahoma University, barely got by Kansas State. Uh, what's another one? What's another one? Come on. Oh, Florida. Number 10 Florida got beat by University of Kentucky. Isn't that a basketball team? Yes. Yeah. But 5-0 and in football this season, too, so I'm sure they will crack the top 25. And I think Florida was only 10 or 13 or whatever they were because of their good, sh- strong showing against the Crimson Tide. Yeah. Yeah. True, true. All right. So then, um, so... Mississippi State took it to Texas A&M. Now, what I heard, I think on the, what did I hear? It wasn't the huge show. I heard a guy predict. uh, He thought Michigan was going to lose and Texas A&M were going to lose because typically they're overrated. So he was was one and one in that. Whatever this guy called into, you know, Bill Simonson is that got the huge show out of uh, Grand Rapids. Yes. um, On ESPN Sports Radio around here. But he predicted Texas A&M would go down, and they certainly did against Mississippi State. Then you have um, – there was one more in there. Michigan State kind of had a uh, Texas uh, – what am I talking about? Western Kentucky University, so that they should have won that handily, and they did. What was the final Although, that? Was well, they gave up way too many points, and I don't know if a lot of those points came in the second half. Maybe it, they it, were... Well, it was 42-16 to 16 at half. This is how busy I was, Mike. I didn't even watch the Spartans this weekend. Come on. Yes, you're very busy. We all know. But what was the final? Forty. It was 42-16 and a half. 48-31. Ah, sorry, sorry, Grandpa Blackhawk. I told you to take uh, the Hilltoppers in the 10 and a half. I still lost. But they, they made a game of it in the second half. And then the big one that I was kind of following on my phone a little bit uh, during the bonfire was Clemson and, and uh, Boston College. Now, they were tied 13-13, I think, with a couple minutes left in the third. Um, and then I lost track of it until the end of the game. But Clemson did pull it out, nineteen thirteen. But man, is I I can't even with just barely beating Boston College. I'm gonna guess that they're gonna be out of the top twenty five come tomorrow morning. Because you said like like you said Kentucky is five and zero. Right, right? They, they won, so I doubt they go down with all the other top twenty five teams losing. Well, but you, they've been. It'll they, be interesting. There are a couple teams in the top twenty five that won last week and still, or was two weeks ago and still went down. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. Um, but that's well, the that's the college wrap up. My takeaway from college is twofold. Number one, 
Ole Miss, the Rebels of Ole Miss, one of my favorite all-time ESPN 30 for 30s, Ghost of Ole Miss, um, it, from 1960. Uh, watch it on uh, ESPN Plus or Hulu if you haven't seen it yet. Actually, 54 minutes, spectacular. But Ole Miss comes in at number 12. I think Lane Kiffin is the coach. They've been running, scoring at will, whatever, whatever. Play Alabama. Alabama beats them by like six million. I think it was 20, 42 21. 42 21. And it wasn't correct. even it wasn't even that close. Just doubled them up. Yeah, it wasn't even that close. Sure. I think I think the um the last two touchdowns I think were scored against the Alabama cheerleaders. And no offense to the cheerleaders. <laughs> cheerleaders are great athletes. You ever see them flip people yep, up and catch yep, them? Yep. They're not football players though. No. So you know you're gonna get you know you're gonna give up a touchdown here and there. Right. And the second thing that I learned is what how shitty COVID last year was because even though they lost and even though they're now one and three, apparently, I don't know what time of the game it is. Yeah. But at a certain time of the game at Camp Randall Stadium, they play jump around. And okay. the whole yeah. fucking stadium, and even the Michigan football team, all 600 players on the Michigan football team because you, you know how in college they dress like 600. Yeah, yeah. They were all in like the corner of the end zone all jumping up and down in unison and like, you know, ESPN's got the or ABC or whoever it was, you know, got the blimp camera or whatever with a, and you and the fucking place was just rocking. Right. And that's what sports means when people say, ah, it's only sport, you know, blah, blah, you know, cancel, do it with no fans. Bullshit. So, all right, so I gotta, was, I gotta tell yeah. you, watching the Northern game or Northern the uh, Michigan Tech game, you know the guys playing this, you know this mm-hmm. weekend, I couldn't believe I counted eighty three helmets, Mike, and then there was a bunch of guys that maybe they were dressed in right. their grays and yeah. shorts and stuff that maybe looked like scout team or they weren't injured because they were moving around. Well, you, gotta, good. you gotta have a lot of guys to practice. Football's a violent sport. You, you know, people are out there, so you can that's only, why you can only put eleven on the field, right? Right, but you know, eighty-three. Yeah, well, if you watch it like a Big Ten game, you'll see double numbers all the oh, time. I understand. I, I oh, for sure, they probably have more. I than thought that. number eleven was the starting quarterback. What's he doing over there? <laughs> you know, but I mean, is it an intimidation thing too? Like you got an army like on the sideline? No, just I think that could be possible, but I think it's more. Hey, you get your brains beaten in a practice. Yeah, sure, go stand on the sideline on game day. Right, but what do you? I'm I'm just saying, like, okay, so you 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 could put eleven on the field, right? So, so if you had forty four guys, everybody had, else just stays out of the way. Well, hey, ask the Frankenmuth third and fourth grade coach that because he had about forty four third and fourth graders, and if twenty of them saw the field, I'll be fucking stunned. <laughs> right, that's what I'm. Well, okay, fine. That's a that's a whole different conversation to get into. Right. But I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying, you know. That's more of a thank you to the kids, I think, at, at the college level. Okay. It's a thank you to the kids. That like, hey, hey, you work your ass off and probably, hey, hey, da- hey, little Davey Dawson, you ain't going to fucking play, but here's your fucking Michigan right. Tech jersey, number 99. Right. Stand on the sideline and root your team on. And right. Then you can put on your resume four-year four so letter so at Michigan every Tech. every position, you're saying you need four deep. Oh, not, those guys... 
you don't have a position. You you are there at practice getting beat up. You're on the team, so they dress you at home games. Okay. They won't have 83 when they go on the road because it costs too much to travel. Gotcha. Okay. 83, they're saying, hey, you know, hey, you fucking got your brains beat out this last week. Yeah, stand on the sideline. Tell everybody you're on the team. <laughs> what do we care? You ain't ever fucking seeing the field. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all it is. I mean, but, yeah, there's a lot of people at practice. Yeah, okay. So they're just throwing fresh bodies at the starters? Is that what you're saying? In practice. There's In practice. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no way 50 of those people, 50 of those people that were dressed at Northern know there was, knew there was absolutely not a snowball's chance oh, I know in hell that. they were ever I, I understand that. Yeah, understand so it's just a, it's kind of like, hey, yeah, stand on the sideline. So, like, you know, I, I coach youth football, great, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't really mean shit. But I'm just thinking, like, even if you had 44 kids on the team, isn't that enough? You know, for practice? No? Yes? I don't know. Whatever. You know, kudos. It lets more kids, you know, be part of the program and say they were a college athlete. Don't You know, I, I'm all about it. I'm not against it in any way, shape, or form. But, I mean, you know, I got to 70-something when I'm counting helmets on the sideline, and I'm like, really? Right. You know, yeah, so. Anyway, whatever. Right. It is what it is. All right, well, as you, as, you know, this is why we don't hold a – to Mike's five minutes long sports <laughs> world. Um, before we get into the granddaddy of them all, one thing in the MLB that I did want to share and I forgot, and I think this is a bizarre stat. The Mets, the New York Mets, the Metropolitans, if you will, were in first place yeah. for 103 days this season. So from April to today. Yep. Or no. very very late March till today. Yeah, they were in play in first place for 103 days this season. That marks the most days that a team has been in first place in MLB history ever, and finished with a losing record. What? They were 103 <laughs> days in first and fucking finished with a losing record. Wow. If you do the math, April, May, June, July, August, September, six times thirty is hundred and eighty. And they were in they were in first place a hundred and three of those hundred and eighty days, which is more than half the season. Yeah. And they finished with a losing record. That conference must be amazing. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's part of it. that division sucks, but still, it's a mind blowing stat. They were in yeah. first place, 103 of 180 days, yeah. and finished with a losing record. So anyway, all right, on to the granddaddy of them all, the N F L. Um, all right, so we're gonna start. What game? I'm gonna throw it to you first. What game? And don't steal the Bears Lions because that's my area. What game do you is like? Wow, what happened? Or, um, or told you so, or whatever. Yeah, like I don't know. In this day and age, with all the parody and the talent and stuff like that, and I know this is not going to be this is not on on anybody's radar. And I know Buffalo is good, but how do you get blanked nowadays? I mean, Buffalo and Houston, forty to zero. What? Right. They're professionals. Yep. How, how does that happen? It, it's funny you picked that game because I had in my notes. First time since the Rams in 2014 had back-to-back shutouts, but I'm glad I researched it 
because actually the Bills had a shutout in week two. Okay. The Washington football team scored against them last week, and then they had another shutout this week. So the, the Bills, so the last back-to-back shutout was in 2014. But, yeah, I mean, the Bills' defense, Houston's pretty bad. I mean, they've given, I mean, Watson is on the team. Yeah. They're yeah. I, they're just deactivating him every week. They're not going to trade him because nobody's going to give him what he's worth. And I don't think the, the legal issues have went anywhere. So, and, yeah, you know, it's so. Um, that other, is, other than that, I, did, I didn't see actually too many. It's kind of surprising that uh, New Orleans is not doing as well as they should be uh, based on the start, you know. And, yeah, the start the, the start was misleading. Jameis Winston is an average quarterback at best, and yeah. he went off. Who they who did he beat in the first week? The oh, fuck. I mean, yeah, he threw I'm five fucking know. touchdown passes. Yeah, I, I oh I, the Packers. I think I watched they, the game. Thirty five three beat the Packers. Right. And they were they were all yeah five touchdown passes, but I think they all I think the five touchdown passes in total traveled like seven yards. <laughs> Right. You know, so right. And and when's the last time both New York uh NFL teams won? Was that nineteen fifty what? Yeah, fifty three I think it was. Something like that. But yeah, they both the <laughs> yeah, the Jets with the you know, Tennessee without AJ Brown or Julio Jones. And so that makes everything is topsy turvy here because you think Tennessee is dead in the water and when I was in Knoxville a couple of weeks ago, Knoxville. Nashville a couple weeks ago, Tennessee was in Seattle, dead in the water at halftime, came back and beat Seattle, and then loses to the fucking Jets today. That's crazy. <laughs> and then the other one that's fucking Arizona just trounced the Rams 37-20. to 20. All right, Arizona winning, okay, it is what it is. Um, NFC West is clearly the best conference in football, I guess. But... For them to beat him that badly, that's I, I'm just baffled by that. Um, nothing else really jumped off the page. You know, Washington, Atlanta played a back and forth shootout. So we're gonna close with yep my beloved Bears. And what about it, nobody understands why I bet against the team but it's only because i fan is short for fanatical right and i they're you know like next week the bears play the raiders i will not bet against the bears i don't think they'll beat the raiders but i won't bet against them because if the raiders beat the bears i'm like oh well whatever you know fuck i want the bears to win right but bears lions i'm on suicide i'm literally on suicide watch or if nothing else, I smash fucking best case scenario, right. a remote control. So what I did was, you know, I went in deep into my psyche, and I'm like, all right, what is a bear victory worth to me? I made a fortune. Well, not a fortune really. I, I made a nice chunk of change going into episode 93 of the pod, betting the Yankees against the Red Sox. Lines were right. You know, the, you know, Cole dominated in the first game, and then the Red Sox had two bad eighth innings Saturday, Sunday, and my account went from, bloop, 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 you know, a, 
enough so I could retire? Obviously not. But it saved me a heart attack, a smash remote, you know. An aneurysm. An aneurysm, you know. Liz saying, hey, what do you want for dinner? And me saying, hey, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> and then her fucking say, you fucking asshole, right. get out of the house, you fucking right. loser. You know, so it saves a lot. So I'm like, all right. Or I'm, hear a pan flying through yeah, the air. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. So I'm like, all right. The Lions on the money line are plus 135. All right, fuck it. I'm going to go $100 on the Lions to win the game. That'll pay about 137 bucks. So, yes, I want the Bears to win. Yep. But if the Lions win, I don't fucking smash things. I'm like, well, fuck, I, just, I won 137 bucks. I mean, right. why should I smash something? So I'm watching the game, and fucking Bears just come up, just bam, 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 just fucking hitting on all cylinders. 21 nothing, Lions scores, 21-7, and I feel a shift in momentum. So in addition to the $100, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get some live action on this motherfucker because Bears cannot run out the clock, and if they, they're up 21 nothing and lose this game, that $135 may not keep me from taking a nice sharp knife and just fucking ripping through that fucking vein on my wrist and ending it all because they're fucking dominating this game. If they lose this game, it may be the fucking end. I may fucking kill myself. I don't know. That's how fucking mad I'd have got. I'd have been. So I said, you know what? Hey, thank you, FanDuel. My account was at something, something 95.23. I said, you know what? I'm going to bet 45.23 gets my account down to something 50 even. And that 45.23 at 21 to 7 would have paid me yeah. $555. Oh, yeah, that'd keep you. That'd keep you. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. you know, hey, so, hey, if the Bears <laughs> win, ah, what's $45? I'm a fucking baller. I don't give a fuck the Bears won. But... If the Bears lose, you know, right? You're saying my third, fourth graders yeah. see Coach Peters on Monday. You know, they're not going to his funeral. Liz, they're coming I, to practice. Yeah, Liz doesn't have to go to probate court, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, because I'm because I sense momentum changing, and I've seen this fucking act before. Oh, yeah. Bears get out to a big lead. They can't fucking run the ball. Nagy can't fucking call plays. Right. And then Montgomery was out, so the, you know he was having a sensational day against the Lions' sub defense. But now they've lost him. They got a rookie quarterback, and I'm going to save the finish for segment three, which will be a listener is you know a listener favorite segment of ours. So I'm going to save that for then. But yeah, so anyway, that's why I do what I do. Is it immature? Absolutely, it is. But I know me. Right. Yeah. You know, if I could sure. watch an, a game like, and that, that's why I say, I put I think that. think what it's going to cost you to get a new TV. Exactly. Yeah. I put that $100, the original $100 bet on the Lions. And, you know, the first half, I'm watching the game like an adult. I mean, like an adult. I'm sitting there watching. I was like, hey, okay, you know, well, okay, well, you know, the field looks pretty good. You know, you can make a nice bet. And then the Lions scored. It's like, you know what? Want to continue to watch the game like an adult? So I'm throwing the additional 45 <laughs> to win five. So if the Lions would have won this game, I would have won. My FanDuel account would have been up like $675. Right. So, but again, more on that later, listeners. So I'm thinking, but yeah, I can continue to watch the game because, I mean, right. I am 
Red Sox, Tigers, Red Sox, Yankees, Bears, Lions. Right. I'm a fan of the Red Sox and the Lions, Red Sox and the Bears. I'm a fan of those teams, but against those other teams. It's it's a whole different level. That's what you're trying to tell us. Exactly. And like I said, I almost enjoyed Tucker's 66-yard field goal more than the Bears winning the 85 Super Bowl (laughs) because the fucking Lions lost. Right. You know, I I almost I is that a, is that a sadist or a masochist? What uh, is that? Uh, neither. But it's I just misery <laughs> loves company. Right. And it's like I almost I almost celebrated Tucker hitting that field goal right. more than I did celebrated the yeah. Bears winning the Super Bowl. You almost ran around your house naked. Yes. So <laughs> the anyway, exterior of your house. Yes. There's a name for that, uh, and I can't remember what it is. Streaking. Well, no, it is streaking, but there's a, I don't know. There's a game or a name for that. But uh, I digress. Keep keep going. All right, no. So that's it. So that's and there. Like I say, there there's. Stay tuned to segment three for the finish, which ties into another segment of flights football and anything else that goes over really well. But I think it's time to rate fall fast. It is. And right. so I said I was going to wait till halfway through, maybe get some of the New England IPA. You know, taste kind of in the by and by in the rearview mirror. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's still this is really really heavy with pumpkin and and cinnamon. So I'm not. I can't. Uh, I'm gonna go. This is probably. Unfortunately, it's probably one of my lower ratings in a while. I'm gonna go three point zero. Not horrible. It's better than a 2.5, which is halfway in between. 2.5 is like, eh, but tolerable. So this wait. Is a little, it, I like the fall taste. I like the fall. I like, you know, I like, it gets me into the fall spirit, but it's just a little too intense. So wait, 3.0 is better than 2.5? I think I said that, yeah. Yes, you did. Well, yeah, yeah no shit. Well, I'm just Thanks, saying. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Um, I said it was my lowest rating, but I just wanted to make sure that everybody right. understood. It's still, you know... Still Everybody decent. understand that 3.0 is better than oh, 2.5. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, I don't know if I'm down that much on it as you are. Obviously, it's not going to be a 3.75 because I like Mercury's better. Hmm. We're waiting with a breathless anticipation, Mike. 3.17. All right. There you go. You one-upped me. Yep. Cause very drink, you know, very drinkable, you know, very strong on the the fall flavors, like you yeah. said. But it is a uh, fall fast. It's, it's a fall, fall fast. It is. So what did our? Um, you looking that up? Yep. All right. Oh, see, you know, again, Traverse City Brewing, um, Middle Coast Brewing Company in Traverse City, Michigan, only seven hundred fifty-eight check-ins. And like the first rating, we are just under this group because they came in at three point three five. But we went, we were in the right ballpark. Right. Yes. You know I mean? Yeah. Yep. All right, Dave. Well, alas, third tasting means we're almost done with another episode. Bring it on. Um, we have almond macadamia swirl from Decadent Ales in Mamaronic, New York. Sure. M-A-M-A-R-O-N-E-C-K. Mamaronic. I think you pronounced it right. Never heard of it. Yeah, never heard of it either, but... Let's go. That's uh, where Decadent Ales is, so... Yeah, I, I like better, the can. 
I really do like the clean. Yeah, I mean, nope. that would grab my attention if that was in the cooler. Yep. So this is supposed to take taste like an almond macadamia ice cream cone. Is yep. that what kind of reminds on? me of two, two girls in a cup. <laughs> Jesus. Well, let's hope it tastes better. <laughs> I didn't think you would make that one any worse. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's in, a triple IPA coming in at 10.2%, zero IBUs. Are you in your not-a-big-deal glass? Yes, right. I am. From the Barstool Sports, spit and chicklets, not-a-big-deal. Cheers. I don't get the vin almond macadamia on the notes at all. No, it's pretty bland. It's IPA-ish, but not anything spectacular on the notes. Hmm. <laughs> you taste the 10.2, that's for sure. Yeah, there's something going on there. Let me... Now, I dare... I dare... I don't know if I should say it. Coconut? It almost like the almond macadamia kind of gives a That'll coconut flavor, coconut, no? If there was coconut in this, I would maybe have puked. <laughs> um, I know you're not it's, a coconut it's, guy. Yeah, it's... Hmm. I mean, you definitely feel the 10.2%, that's for sure. I don't know. We'll keep giving it a try here. All right. Today's Sunday, October 3rd, Dave. Our fine friends at Spilling the Nachos, Nate and Tommy, have churned out their 17th episode. Unfortunately, got behind because just as I was set to embark on my walk, Sunday mornings is when I listen to uh, Spilling the Nachos, typically. Yeah. It was raining. Okay. I like the pod, but I don't like it enough to walk in the rain. <laughs> I mean, so. Right. I got a little behind in that. So, I, you know, 16 was a good one. 17 released today. I think they entitled it Just Winging It. So, based on that, I'm guessing they didn't have a lot, right. lot up their sleeve. They just rolled it. Right. Had a couple topics. And Hence the name Winging It. Winging It. Yep. Got it. Um, And. We are going to, they are going to come on our pod. We're working on a schedule. I know Tommy is unavailable the 16th, 23rd, and 30th. We have the uh, Boogie Bus and um, Rally in the Valley. Rally in the Valley. Yep. I don't know. I can't remember which comes first. I think Rally in the Valley comes second. second. That's yeah. the 30th, right? Correct. Yes. Yep. And then we do uh, the Boogie Bus the 23rd, 24th. I know. I will probably won't be able to host because that's my 92, 29th anniversary. Oh, yeah. But Liz is a big supporter of the pod, so maybe she'll let us go on the 24th. And then you get your knee, uh, you know, not Just the total, quick, not the total no, replacement no. like yours truly, but that's the weekend no. of November 5th. 5th. All yeah. right. Yeah, just a quick so, clean out. He said it'd be, you know, if they don't find anything else, it'd be about 30 minutes outpatient that day. Um, there's just a couple things with the meniscus they got to clean out because um, every once in a while the sucker just locks, which is oh, not yeah. which is not fun. No, I, yeah, I've, I've had that happen many times. Mine's got to be replaced, though. <laughs> not a big deal. Um, <laughs> so, all right. All right, Nate, Tommy. Check your calendars. We're going to get it happening. And Nate and I have already been spending ideas. Like they have a, a segment, this or that, that Nate's wife, Courtney, mm -hmm. um, 
sends the text. Nate doesn't read it prior to, and then um, he'll say, you know, chocolate or vanilla, and then oh. Tommy and gotcha. They're usually the questions are usually a little better than chocolate or vanilla. Just give me an idea. Yeah, of what yeah, yeah. I got about. you. I got you. So, all right. So anyway, that's to come. Yep. Flights, football, and anything else, and spilling nachos coming up. So, um, yeah, I don't, sometimes it's my favorite. Sometimes it's not my favorite, but the listeners seem to like it, Dave. So without further ado. I'm going first, and this is from Mike's wallet. Okay. Mike's heart and fandom thanks this person. Okay. Mike's wallet wants to give a big fuck you to Dan Campbell because it's 24. Yeah, 24. Yeah, 24 24-14. 24-14, four and a half minutes to go in the game. Gotcha. I'm there. Lions are driving. Uh, Goff hits somebody with a pass. Caught. Tackle. Short of the yard again. It's fourth and half a yard. They run up the line of scrimmage. Throw a little out pattern. Incomplete pass. Bears win the game. All right, so my heart thanks you. My fandom thanks you. Right. But my pocketbook, fucking Lions, kick a field goal there. It's 24-17 with 4.30 to go. You kick off to a team that's coached by a fucking dodo bird ninkin' poop stupid fucker (laughs) that can't coach his way out of a wet paper bag, a rookie quarterback who lost his bell cow running back, David Montgomery, to a knee injury, and it would have been 24-17. The Bears' offense since Cody Parkey double-doinked the uprights has not been able to take any time off the clock. Right. So you kick off to them, three and out, you get the ball back, it's 24-17. Score a touchdown. Hey, overtime's overtime. Who knows what's happening? But he hurried to play to the line. There was no reason to hurry. Threw an out pattern. Incomplete. Bears take over on down. So, unbelievably, Matt Nagy found somebody he could outcoach because what Dan Campbell did, (laughs) I don't give a frog's fat ass. It's almost as bad as uh, the, uh, the Rays not intentionally walking Aaron Judge, although I kind of see the Rays' point of view because the Rays' point of view was like, hey, hey, we're the champs. We don't need to go into extra innings right. and waste all our pitching. So they're like, fuck it, let Aaron Judge hit if he beats us, he beats us because we're in the playoff. So it's it's even worse than that. It's like you're 0-3, 0-3 at the time. Yeah, You're down 10 with four minutes to go. There's no 10-point touchdown. Play to win. There's no 10-point touchdown, though. Right. Right? So right. you you Or either that or call a timeout and run a fucking better play than what they ran. Right. It, it, it was just, like I say, my heart. Yeah. <clears throat> thanks. And my wallet book, book says, gives Dan Campbell a big fuck you, because that was fucking terrible. It made no sense. Yeah. It was 24 to 14. Yeah. 
I, I got you. I understand. I mean, if there would have been 11 minutes to go, all right, yeah. Big, ballsy move. Go for it. Sure. 11 minutes, you got time to regroup. You know, but it's just like, I don't get why, again, my heart's happy. Yeah. But my wallet gives Dan Campbell a big fuck you. Mine is to, actually, it's a lighthearted one to myself, I guess, because we played in that three-person scramble I told you about earlier in the earlier in the show. And, you know, I'm kind of the, you know, on our team between McKenna and Shelly, you know, I'm the, I'm the, um, uh, what do you call it when you, oh, shoot, you're not going to know because you don't like golf. The uh, anchor. The, the, <laughs> the, okay, yeah, the anchor, the ringer. That's it. Right. Yeah, you got me there anyway. Well, um, bowling is the anchor. Huh? Sure. Bowling, you're the anchor. Yeah. Man. No, but so in golf, you're the ringer. If you're the you know, person that hits last, you're the you know the be- the the best of the three or four. If you're playing in a scramble, so you're the ringer. Anyway, I'm not much of a ringer, but you know in that group, um, neither of them play that much, so I was the ringer. <clears throat> but on the two par fives they had back to back, for those of you that play golf. Um, those are supposedly the ones that are the easiest to par or birdie, and we bogeyed both of them. Those were two of our two of our four bogeys. So I had you know two wedge shots into the green, couldn't get it within 50 feet of the pin, and we end up three putting both of them. How do you do that? Especially, I mean, with me, I've played enough golf. Uh, I could have probably done it really easily. Well, I'm sure you could have. That's what I'm saying. I probably would have eight putted. <laughs> No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So it's a lighthearted F you to me. Um, if we just par those two holes, then uh, we would have been in the money and won a couple prizes. But, oh, well, it is what it is. That it is, David. Um, speaking of golf. Yeah. Grandpa Blackhawk wondered, what is harder, picking up the 7-10 split or a hole-in-one? Oh, I would think a hole-in-one. Hey, let us know on our Facebook page or uh, Twitter at EPODFFA. What do you think? I think more people hit hole-in-one. I mean, because you have a par 3, 128-yard straight-ahead shot. 7-10 yeah, is a hard shot to pick up. It is, up. but I've hit a 7-10 split. Really? Oh, yeah, okay. I have. All right, well. I've never hit a hole-in-one. I've hit the pin a couple times, rattled it out. Well, there you go, Blackhawk Larry. You're speaking to a, a you know a guy who says seven tens are just a drop in the bucket. No, that's not what I said. I said I've done it before. That's just my perspective. All right, fair enough. As we labor through this third tasting, Dave, I think we come up to the random question, and I'm deciding: Do I want to go good natured, or do I want to dig a little deep, deep, deep into the psyche? Of ourselves, and there's a couch right. You got a couch here in the basement right behind me. I could. All right, so <laughs> if you want, like, I'm if gonna, you want to dig deep. No. I can. I'm gonna curb, Doctor my, my Doctor Mike. I'm gonna curb my good-natured random question for a later later date, and I'm gonna go with the deep one. All right. What is your biggest fear? Oh, okay. Well, lately, for whatever reason, I told you we had a, I, I can't remember what episode it was, but we've got a, we've got a black bear that's been frequenting the property at uh, my dad's cabin, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so, I don't know. I've been obsessed with what if I'm walking down one of the trails and I run into this thing? What the hell do I do? So lately, that's been one of my biggest, like, real fears is what if I run into, like, and, you know, two years ago on the trail cam, we came across a cub too. So what if this, what if there's a, you know, like a female, a mom with a cub, you know, what the hell am I going to do? How am I going to react? How, you know, that's, that's one of my actual fears. Okay. Well, I mean. Did you not like that? Or well, what, it's what's not with that the hesitation? It's not that I didn't like it, but I guess, <laughs> you're, I guess. That's yours, not valid, Dave. Pick no, another one. No, yours is, um, <laughs> I guess your fear just didn't call me, cumulate, cumulate. <laughs> Culminate. Culminate with yeah. a finish. Right. Because my big fear, even though the, the listeners are going to like, what? As much as he jokes about it? Are you kidding me? My big fear would be death. Yeah, I'm not afraid of that at all. But see, that's I, I'm, I'm fucking throwing the fucking bullshit flag because you're a fucking afraid of a bear that has no fucking... In, what are you afraid of that bear for? Are you afraid you're going to fuck you in the ass? Or what are you, what are you afraid <laughs> that bear is going to do? Uh, I don't like being... Kill you, probably. Actually, no. I, I would rather be more afraid of it maiming me and, like, you know, having me, like, you know, uh, sit yeah. in one of those uh, wicker chairs for the rest of my <laughs> life going, hey, I ran across the bear yeah. one day. Yep. See, I'm going deaf because yeah. in my... <clears throat> little frog in my throat. Let me, uh... Well, you quit screaming at those third and fourth graders. You wouldn't have a problem. Um... You got, it, yeah. it's the unknown. I, I, I can't, you know, you got the. Uh, oh, this okay. is going to get deep here in a second. Uh, very, very okay. deep. In, in fact, I don't believe my brother-in-law, Ronnie, has been home for three years because of this, all this COVID bullshit. And he lives in Vancouver. You're what? My brother-in-law, Ronnie. Brother-in-law. Okay, brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was at a Christmas slash holiday party at Mary Ellen's house where we actually brought this topic up. But that was well before the pot. Right. And and my, my take on being afraid of death is, and, and I don't care if anybody laughs or not, but and if they laugh, I'm fucking, again, throwing the bullshit flag on them because, all right, admittedly, it might be the radical left of Muslims. They believe... You know, when you die, that you get 21 virgins. The atheists believe that when you're dead, you're dead. That's Nothing it. Nothing else happens. You know, if your family burns you, you you're burned. They bury you. Your worm feed. Yep. You know, uh, Catholics believe you know you you rise again, well, but no, but nobody knows. So. How could everybody, there's no fucking way everybody's right. Absolutely no fucking way everybody's right. Right. Correct. So that's not a fear. So you, okay, so you have your, you don't even have to share your beliefs with the listener. Right. You have your belief. There's belief A. Yeah. But there's belief B, C, D, and E. Right. What if your belief A is not right? Correct. Well, then it's not right. But and that and that doesn't scare you at all. See, well, I mean, me, if there's if there's if there's an if there's an end and it's just done, blackness, over, you know. So, what does it matter? I mean, if, uh, if, right, that, if that's right. the case, right? What does it matter? I I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. But to me, 
that seems pointless to everything we've done. Not uh, only this podcast, bringing up children, because your oh, children right, are going right, to right, dead, right. your, your, yeah, yeah, your yeah. children, my children are going to die. No, but I mean, that's, that's a, right. And I agree with you in that, but that's why, I don't know about you, but I mean, that's why I have faith. I do too. Right. That's what, but that's that's why it's my biggest fear because what if we're wrong? Because there are people that don't believe that faith. So we're both not right. No, right. And I'm not, it, it is what it is in the end, but it comforts me to have faith. Oh, that's bullshit. Well, okay, that no, it's not bullshit that that comforts you. Yeah, that's why it's my biggest fear because right. I don't buy it because because you, you know, don't have faith. I have no. Well, no, the, like faith, capital F. I must not because yeah. not everybody. You know, because I like shit like two plus. You know, final score. Yeah. Uh, Ravens nineteen, Lions right. sixteen. I don't give a fuck about the. Delay of game penalty. Right. Final score was nineteen sixteen or twenty two nineteen. Whatever the fuck the final score was. Sure, sure. That's the finale. Boom. Yeah. Ravens win. Lions lose. Done. Right. So I have all the faith in the world. I'm gonna. I'm fucking buying that lottery ticket tomorrow, and I have all the fucking faith in the world. I'm gonna win, but more than likely, I gotta fucking go to work Tuesday. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's the unknown. Right. So right. and that's why I said that's why it's my biggest fear because it's like. Yeah, I have faith that this is what's going to happen. I have faith that I'm going to see my dad again. Yeah, that's great. It, right, that's that's what I mean. What if I'm fucking wrong? That's the fucking. See, that's, that's a fear. That's my fear, though. So that is that. The question was, what right. is your biggest fear? My biggest right. fear is, what if I'm fucking wrong? Yeah. Well, what if you're not? What if I am? Then right. that's why it's well, my biggest you, fear. If you are, then what happens? Then the, the, everything is pointless here. Well, it's not pointless. That is, isn't it? it? It most definitely is if there's nothing after this. Yeah. And you're dead and but everything it, ceases to exist, then everything here is pointless. No, because it, it because actually because all the people that are listening to this, especially younger people, whatever, anybody that's still listening to this, it's about right now. So this is not pointless, it's about right now or anybody else that's a part of this, right? So there is a point I mean, uh, the only reason we're talking into this thing with the little fuzzy piece of foam on it. Looks like a Marilyn Chambers <laughs> sex toy. <laughs> is because so other people can listen. Right. Right. So there's a point to it. That's here or now. Though. But they won't be dead, so they can do something with this, even if it's just right. sheer entertainment. I get your argument, and I yeah. hope your argument is right. I yeah, and I, I and I that's why it. it's my biggest fear right. because what if we're not? Yeah, but see, I don't go that far. That's that's the difference probably between you and me. I don't go that far. I'm like, who cares? I'm just going to believe in what I believe, and I'm going to end it right there, and I'm not going to question it. All right, well, that, yeah. So, so that's why it's not a fear. The, the whole yet, point of but dying. Yet you're, but yeah, you're going to be afraid of a fucking bear that just eats shit, and it probably is more afraid of you than you are of it. And that's your biggest well, fear. I guess like maybe, okay, big, here's Liz's, my biggest fear. Liz's biggest fear is sharks. It's like, well, fucking stay out of the water, then. <laughs> fucking fear solved. Well, You're sharks, done. bears, all that stuff. I think it's how you die, then. You know, am I going to be sitting there watching, like, okay, so I, I did this little quiz the other day. I mean, and again, like, people laugh, whatever. It just, it came up through the New York Times. I don't know why, but it said, you know, like, if you run across a bear, like, how knowledgeable are you and how how is this going to go based on what you know about bears? 
So I won't go through the whole thing, uh, but apparently there's this saying that I wasn't aware of. Uh, if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. And if it's white, say goodnight. That's racist, Dave. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Yeah, no, polar so bears, the polar bear is the most fierce. Water, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fierce so it's like, if, yeah, if you piss off a polar bear and you're within, if you're within 50 yards of a polar bear and it's super pissed off and you don't have anything to get into that it can't, then yeah, that's that's where the good night comes apart. Now, uh, brown bears apparently, uh, you know, if you lay down and play dead, they they don't necessarily they know they're bigger than you. They're not necessarily just. You know, they're going to pretty much figure like, ah, ass, you pussy, you know, and just, you know, maybe swatch it a few times or whatever, according to the the statistics. But a black bear, if that's within 50 yards and you piss it off and it's coming after you, it's pissed off and it wants to hurt you. Um, so that's why it says fight back. So if you got a tree branch, anything else, because uh, they can climb, obviously, a lot faster than you can. So anyway, I was going through this quiz and, you know, since I had, there's the bear on the property, you know, a a little more than it has been in years past. Um, It's just me being startled and then what the hell's going to happen in that, you know, in that confrontation if there ever is one. So if, if that bear comes up to me and, you know, and I'm dead right away. So be it. That's well, great. So indirectly, then that's an irrational so, fear then. So my because fear is how I'm going to be. If I'm sitting there and I'm alive and I'm watching it maul me to death and like... and like No, but you're comfortable because like you know you have your faith and you know yeah. what's going to come of that. So who cares? So but I don't want that, the... So your bear fear I don't is want an irrational the, fear. And you, it is. You it is. It's just the two that, minutes before I die that, you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, nobody gives a fuck about the two minutes before. So <laughs> well, actual, I do. You actual, just asked me. The actual end. And that's what I mean. The actual end, and with so many, because there are different beliefs, and not there's no way everybody is no, right. Wait a minute, wait I wait. have my faith, and and I have my you know, I do my thing. I keep it you know. Some people like to thump their chest with it and tell other people about it. Peoples tell other people about it. I'm not that person. I like I, right. I keep that inside. Okay. I also am thinking that's why it's a right, fear right, of mine right. because I'm also like, well, that person there thinks this, that person there thinks that, and this person there thinks totally different things altogether. Oh goddamn it! What if they're right? Yeah, you know, my you, faith is. Yeah. Know. So what surprised me, and I think I've said this before on a, uh, an earlier pod. It could it could have been any pod, one through ninety three. Well, it wasn't ninety three, but anyway, uh, my dad. Never seen him go to church. Never, never have heard him or talk about or seen him wanting to go to church. Never growing up thought he was a person of faith, etc. But we got on this topic several years back, and he said, "You know what? I just don't like with all of this going on and everything that happens and you know the human experience and da da da. I just can't fathom like when you die, it's just done." Like it's just lights are off, over, finished. I agree with him. I can't what I mean. That's and my so that makes me too. think like, eh, maybe he's got something. Second thing, I have a question. So, did you research the Muslim religion? Because I'm 51 years old and I've never heard of the 21 virgins or whatever the hell you said. All the 9/11 um, documentaries for the last 20 years. Muhammad Afa, they said that was 
what drove them that they had the 21 virgins. I don't know that the for 21 fact. virgins. Yeah. So when they die, yes. they get 21 virgins they yeah. get to sleep with? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That's fucking stupid. I'm sorry, but I'm not... I'm, I'm saying that's... That's part of your... I, I don't I'm, believe again, that's part of a religion. That's, I'm given... I said it's the extreme lap. Oh, and okay. I said right. my, da- my data is all the 9-11 documentaries for why, you know... That just doesn't seem very religious. Do you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden you have a harem of virgins? But, but what... All these religious wars where you kill people, what's religious about that? Yeah, I don't, I'm just saying. I'm ignorant about this, and if this is true, that's, like, news to me. I'm going to look this up. That's... Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe you. I believe yeah. no, you. I no, I believe you. Don't that, look it up. No, Put your phone I'm, down. I'm looking it up because I'm, coming, I'm looking it up because I'm <laughs> wondering about it. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You, if you there could are all be right. these, if there are all these different you probably belief are right. systems, how can we all be right? And there's just well, we're no not. way. That's the whole point. And that's that, why everybody's that, fighting and, and killing and each other. Hence, that is why it's my that's biggest why humans fear. are so stupid. That is why it's my biggest fear. Yeah. Okay. You know, when dinosaurs roam the earth, allegedly, <laughs> come on, and they find by, oh, yeah, this, look at that, the form of a T-Rex, oh, bullshit. We don't think they're digging bones out no, of the ground? Not not from fucking, no, not from the land of the you lost think, area, no, I'm not. You think all those, all yeah. those skeletons are fake? Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, you just right. pissed somebody off at the Field Museum in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, know. I put that shit together for nothing. These aren't real. What? Yeah, he's you're looking that up, aren't you? I'm not the not the. Uh... <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So let me uh, type yeah. this in. I want to get an answer. <laughs> you're bent on this now, aren't you? I'm not calling you out. No, I know you're not. I do. I just I had never heard of that. That's news to me. I might I might convert. Right. <laughs> it's a reason to convert anyway. All right, let me see what we got here. All right. Oh, come on, fuck your privacy statement. I don't want that. <laughs> Who cares about privacy? All right, in August 2001, the American television channel CBS aired an interview with a Hamas activist, Mohammed Abu Wardu, who recruited terrorists for suicide bombings in Israel. Abu Wardi was quoted as saying, I described to them how God would compensate the martyr for sacrificing his life for his land. If you become a martyr, God, God will give you 70 versions. So it's not 21, it's 70. 70 versions. God will give you 70 virgins, 70 wives, and everlasting happiness. Wait a minute, is that 140 women? Is yeah. that what that's saying? God will give you 70 virgins, 70 wives, an everlasting happiness. Warda was in fact shortchanging the recruit since the rewards in paradise for martyrs was 72 virgins. But I am running ahead of things. Since September 11th, news stories have repeated the story of suicide bombers and their heavenly rewards, and equally Muslim scholars and Western apologists of Islam have repeated that suicide is forbidden in Islam. All right, see, here we go. See, you can't always believe what you read. Suicide is not referred to in the Quran, but is indeed forbidden in the traditions which are collected sayings and doings attributed to the prophet and traced back to him through a throughout series of... All right, so... All right. So, yeah, so now, see, so they're even being misled. So, again, so they're, you know, is it 21? Is it 70? Is it none? You know, suicide's okay. right, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but see, you're that's saying that's belief. what they believe. Yes. Yes. 
So that's their the belief. radical. So if we, and Google just proved them wrong, them suckers. So now that's a that's a bonus for you and I for our beliefs. So, but like you know, it doesn't get into the atheist belief and everything. So that's anyway. Yeah. In short, that is my biggest fear. <laughs> I think that was probably one of the better random questions in a while. One of the better, random, but uh, you know, I almost feel I should have went with a more laid back one. But anyway, it's time to rate this third tasting. Yes, it is. And I'll tell you what. <gasps> oh yep, no! I'm down sixteen and a half to three, but Tom will find a way. Tom will find a way. He's getting yeah. his. He's getting his twenty-one virgins. <laughs> um, or seventy-one. I'll tell you right now. Tell me. My original ranking, yeah. I changed it, and I lowered it. Almond, macadamia, swirl from Decadent Ales, and Mamaronic, New York. One of the worst tastings we've had on the pod in quite a while. Originally had it at 211. Took another drink. said, no way, this is a 2. And I changed it to 1.98. <sighs> Oh I'm, my god. I'm going to finish this motherfucker only because some would argue I'm an alcoholic. But but I mean this this is a bad fucking beer. Alright. Well that's Oh yeah, you're way high, bro. All right. Oh, but I see know. that's your belief. You know, hey, you know. <laughs> you know, you're you know. Alright. So uh I've got two point eight. Wow! Yeah, you like the, you, do you I'm really, just saying I taste the macadamia and the almond. It's I don't got a lot of nutty flavor. Shit, this is terrible, bro. <laughs> well, just because it. And it again, really, it I, hey, listeners, okay. not to interrupt Dave, but I will. Listeners, I'm a trooper. I will finish this fucking pint. I ain't no quitter. <laughs> I'm, just, thought, I'm just saying, in the in the sense that it does not taste like an IPA, really, in any stretch of the imagination. It tastes like a. It, it, it tastes does. like shit. It like. <laughs> I taste the almond. I, it's a lot of. It's very nutty. It's a nutty high alcohol beer, um, and so. But it's it's not. It, yeah. So anyway, two point eight, and and you had it as what? One point nine eight. I originally had it at two point eleven, two point one one, and then I fucking took another taste. Like this is fucking off. This is like Everclear. You know, I mean, not the not the high alcohol kind of. This is this is fucking horrible. <laughs> this is, and but this is fucking a fucking bad beer. This right, is right, terrible. We got it. We got, right. we got it. So where do we fall in with our friends at Untap? I'm really uh, curious. I have no, I do all right, not well, have any idea. Oddly enough, very very small brew, brewing companies this week because. Austin Brothers had 1,100 check-ins. Fall Fest had 758 check-ins. And the Almond Macadamia Swirl from Decadent Ales only has 1,000 check-ins. Oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, we are way off base with the untapped crowd with this selection. So I guess we're not going to go looking for Decadent Ales as one of our sponsors because... (laughs) <laughs> the untapped audience, the, the 1,000 of them who have voted have rated a 3.83. It's fuck, that's nearly twice what I rated it. Oh. Maybe they looked at, maybe they just really like the can and the ice cream cone. I don't know. They went, ooh, nuts. That could be, that has to be it because other than that, they were watching two girls in a cup on the video and drinking it because 
That, yeah, that that's I'm I'm baffled. I'm baffled by that rating. I'm baffled by our, our random question. And hey, you know, live to fight another day, I suppose. Because, and I think my one point nine eight was generous. But hey, I'm a trooper, Dave. Yes, I you gotta, are. I Look got, at that. I got. I have to finish this strong. So. Yep. Got the one more. There it goes. Yeah. <laughs> in, in this case, fortunately, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, <laughs> you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.